up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Uh, we got a very special guest for you guys this week. We got the BC Lions' very own Alfred Green. Alfred, say what up to the people. What's up, what's up, what's up? Also, Seeker by Love, just shout out Seeker by Love, too. Yes, sir, yes, sir. His, his, his clothing label, you guys will hear about it later in the show. Um, yo, Alfred, thank you for joining us so much, man. First of all, congratulations on everything that's happened to you within the last two weeks. I'm sure it's been like a whirlwind of events. And uh, just to get it started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where did you grow up? Uh, and what were you into growing up, sports and art-wise? Um, I'm from Ajax, Ontario. And, uh, I was, I, w- I wouldn't say born and raised, but I was raised there. I was born in Austria. Um, not many people know that, but I shouldn't even be saying that out loud, but it's fine. Um, it's like uh, growing up, basically I've always, you know, been gravitated towards sports. So I was playing soccer when I was younger, you know. Um, I was playing soccer uh, up, up until maybe like I was like 12, 14, almost like 12 or 13, 14. And um, I was still playing football and then I was also playing basketball at the same time too. So sports-wise, I was always around sports, always playing sports. Um, even my sister, my sister was a, a, a she played a lot of sports as well. She was a soccer player, you know. Um, she still is a soccer player. She went down to the States and now she goes to UBC. And she was playing basketball, you know. She's playing volleyball, all that stuff. So, you know, always been around sports in my life. Um, how I just ended up being a football player solely, though, is, like, it got to a point where um, in soccer, I was just, you know, bodying kids too much a little bit. And basketball, you know, um, I wouldn't say... I was I was too too much of a jokester while playing basketball. I would say, like like one time um uh, I was playing uh, in high school. Like I, I gave a dude a little jab, a little jab, gave him another jab, and I started laughing because he almost he felt almost fell back right. And then my coach saw that and he took me out of the game. I was like, what the hell, bro? Stuff like that was just like it would just annoy me and it just ruined basketball for me in high school. So. Um, I just started only playing football and I just dedicated like everything I did to football and, you know, I started noticing the way I played, you know, um, and I got recruited to go to Laurier um, and that's how I ended up at Laurier um, through OV actually. It was like during my all-star season in OV, Um, but you said also art, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So with art, um, I think... I think I uh, like I was always I'm always was looked at as a weird kid or a different kid or, you know, like um, in like grade one or grade two, like uh, we used to play tag. And then anytime I was it, they would always scream Alfred Frico head. I said Alfred Frico head. You know, Chris Luke. Yeah. yeah. You know, who Chris Luke is. Yeah. He's the one who came up with that. It was actually kind of crazy. And like, I don't know, that's been my identity since I was like. Um, I was a kid, like, like, I'm kind of a, you know, a different, odd, you know, unique type of person. I don't know, that Alfred Frico head um, label has really stuck with me my entire life. And, like, they started calling me that in grade one, and, like, that stuck with me my whole life. Like, that's my name on IG, Alfred Frico head. Um, so, like, uh, I always had, like, a unique label to me. You uh, know, I always gravitated towards, you know, the unknown or the uncommon thing. And I guess, like, when I was a kid, I used to, like, 
my mom always said I'd have imaginary friends or I'd always take her clothes and, you know, the show Art Attack? Yes. 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 I love that show. You know, the show Art Attack? When they uh, used to, the guy puts the clothes and makes a, a, a body or something like that. Yeah. Makes a painting or whatever. Um, I'd always do that when I was a kid. Like, I'd always just take her stuff, just throw them all around the room and then go like, ta-da, at the end. And so um, I've just always been a creative person, you know? Um, so naturally, when I got to, like, university, I really could explore, um, you know, just, like, who I am more, you know, being on your own and just seeing a lot of the world by yourself, you know? Um, like, naturally, I just picked up on a lot more of those things along the way. And I just feel like, um, that's more of my identity than, um, like sports. Like I'm at the end of the day, like I always say, like, I've been an athlete my whole life, but I'm, I'm just an artist, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's really my identity in terms of, uh, like who I am. It's like, I'm an artist that plays sports or I'm a, I'm an artist that's, you know, kind of good at football, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, yeah, I feel like I just rambled off a bit, you know? What was, the, what was the question? What was the, did I answer the question? Did I answer the question? No, no. <laughs> you answered it. It was just tell us about yourself and how you got into sport and art. That was it. Like you, you nailed it. Like that's an awesome way to look at it too. Just being like, I'm, I didn't, I'm not as good as an athlete as, as you are. And I will never claim to be, but I share like when you brought up art attack, I'm like, Oh yeah. I used to watch it with my dad all the time. Like I'm a very creative person and I'm also a very, you know, athletic person. So just hearing you say that, like, I'm an artist, but I also play sports. It's like, oh, wow, that I can relate to that. I get that. And that's a very cool way to look at it. Cause I, I've always felt like those two worlds are separate to me. Right. So hearing you, who's at this higher level of sport and, you know, you're going in the CFL and everything where it's like, you both, you have those both passions as well. And I'm like, oh, I can like there, these worlds are connected in a way and not so much separate. So Alfred, thank you for coming on. As Manny said, whirlwind of events over the last two weeks so congratulations on that uh tell us about your childhood football career including high school and all the way up to ovfl which you mentioned in the first question as well so i, I mean I, I guess i touched on some of those things i didn't really get into detail but like i started playing football when i was like maybe 10 years old um like oh five maybe oh six and um i always played every year um like summer football every year with a bunch of my uh, buddies that also got drafted, you know, um, Mandela knows some of them too, like Zoe and um, uh, Keenan who uh, went to Red Blacks and Edmonton respectively. Um, but like, you know, I've, I've been playing with those guys since I was like 10 years old, you know? So like growing up, we all would play every summer together and then, you know, we would go our respective ways. And then when we got to high school, it was kind of crazy because, we all knew each other from playing in, you know, um, in the summer with each other. So we all knew each other. Like every team we face, there's one of my teammates on there. So it was always like a little competition between us. Even though our schools weren't uh, very like good, my school wasn't good at all. But like Pickering High, St. Mary's, you know, all those teams, uh, Sinclair, um, Holy Trinity, uh, who else? Eastdale maybe sometimes, um, St. Stephen's, all those schools. Like there'd be guys that I played with in the summer or played against. So there was always a little competition between us 
um, every time we face each other. And then, you know, that would kind of get, make us get better. So, cause when we go to summer, you know, now we're all, you know, at our best height, best form or whatever it is. And then, you know, we're trying to compete um, to win every game with each other. But um, like OV, I didn't play every year, like, or even one of our best seasons. I wasn't there when they went to the OVFL championship, but like, I wish I won an OVFL championship. That would have been like, that would have been a dream. Cause we all, everyone, all my boys really went to play somewhere either out East, some went down South, you know, some out went out West, like Trey. Um, but like, just, we had, we just, we produced elite talent from like a, a young age. So it was always like a, cool competition between all of us you know we're all still close right now so um it's pretty cool you know just um to be a part of something like that how did like when did you realize that you 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 were good enough to take this opportunity seriously to go to university because like university football in canada you know people don't put much respect on it but it's still very talented and there's still a lot of talented athletes that come out yeah um it's actually kind of crazy like I really did not know what to expect. Like, I really wasn't thinking about going to university. Like, man, the way, uh, like, my path to, like, where I am now is just, like, it's really been a lot of questions and uncertainties that just ended up working in my favor a lot of the time. Like, I honestly, I was just playing football in OV, just, like, you know, really just playing every game hard as I could, you know. Um, like, we had our coach, Kwashi, at the time. He was just putting me in positions like to just succeed and then I was just I, you know I had a great year and I was an OVFL all-star and I even got team MVP that year which is kind of crazy I'd really I didn't even like I wasn't even thinking about all that stuff at the start of the year you know I was just trying to play football and then every game I would get a coach or a school come talk to me and like yo we want to like we want to talk to you recruit you like one time I it's actually kind of funny like I've played uh um Myers Raiders or I don't remember what they're called, Myers, but the team in Ottawa. Um, my buddy, oh, Myers Riders, I think. My buddy, his uh, his name's Jake Spinelli. He goes to school with me now. But I remember one time I came around on a, a like a little stunt play, came around through the pocket, and I just blew him up, like blew him up. Crazy, one of the bit hardest hits I've made, but he still completed the pass. It was crazy. But um, I blew him up, and right after the game, the U of Ottawa came up to me and talked to me. They're like, oh, um, we saw that we saw that hit that you made on the QB. And we're like, that was that was cool. Da, da, da. They started talking to me um, just because of that, play, that, that, that little hit I made. So just like stuff like that, just pick it up on the way. I was like, wait, like this is actually going to happen. And then not only that, I had um, Trayvon and Matt Williams and Jack Moore, who I all used to play with at Dolphins, all Dolphins teammates. They all went to Laurier already. And so I started, you know, just talking to them, asking them, like, hey, yo, how's Laurier? How's it? You know, like, I came here for a visit one time. Okay, like, I guess this is going to be, like, a thing, you know? And then I had to go get my grades up so I could uh, um, be there um, so I could take, you know, so I could get to university and, you know, be a, uh, a part of it, actually. So, um Yeah. That's really how it happened. And then I got to Lori and then I saw like the, the, the speed of the game, like the culture shock I had from me getting to Laurier and like 
like the speed of the game I was playing with before, I was just like, wow, like just the first practice, I'm looking around, guys are flying around, you dudes are making insane catches and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is legit. Like people will sleep on it, they can say whatever they want, but like this is legit ballers out here, bro. There's legit ballers. Doesn't matter what level you go, there's always gonna be legit ballers everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's always gonna be parody and whatnot. But- well said. So when you got there, did you find it um, kind of daunting of a task to kind of take on when you, you first got to Laurier? Because Laurier, you know, with their prestige as a, as a football uh, school and a football program. I mean, what do you mean by daunting? Like, like you said, like the speed of the game, right? And, and that, that change for you, did you find that as, as something that weighed heavy on you or did you adapt to it quickly? I mean, like it's like there's a there's a there's a transition period like i always i always notice this myself like every year there's a trend there's like a there's like a period where you either could be a rookie uh, a rookie that's going to get bullied all the time or a rookie that's going to start you know pushing back you know knocking other guys around you know like for the first bit i was like i was really like I didn't know what to do. I was really, um, I was really, you know, overwhelmed by the competition and like the people around me. But then I just realized I'm like, there's a reason why I'm here and there's a reason why I'm going where I'm going. So I, I, you know, I just started buckling down, you know, going 110% every practice, you know, I'm trying to, every time I go up against someone, I'm trying to beat them. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't matter who they are. They could be the starter for the last five years that they could be, you know, oh, you also are Canadian. It doesn't matter who they are. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who's standing in front of me. I'm going to try and beat them every single time. So it got to that point where I brought that energy and every, every time I touched the field, every time, you know, I went to the practice, I'm always trying to um, just get better and whatnot. So after a while, um, I just naturally adapted to it. Even in my first year, I thought I was going to play almost every game in my first year just because of the way I practice, just the way I was just I, I, in practice, I was attacking every single day. And I thought I was going to make the roster my first year. Didn't. Um, and that was just, that was just the fuel I needed going in to the next season. And I almost, I'm pretty sure I played every game the next season. Um, but I, you know, obviously as a rotational player, just because, you know, it was my first year playing. And then the year after I was supposed to be a backup. And then I ended up being a starter. Um, just because I, I wasn't going to let that happen. Um, I wasn't going to be a backup when I had an opportunity to start. So, um, I, I did that. And then going into my fourth year, I was the star or into my third year playing, I was the starter and that's the year. Um, that's the last time we played it in 2019. So you uh, mentioned some of the players on your team and like how Laurier is a prestigious program. You mentioned some all Canadians. So practicing against those guys as a rookie, how much did that help you? Like, how much were you able to take in from them, absorb, whether it was on the field, off the field, all that sort of stuff? Um, man, like all that stuff. Like, it's a you're a product of your environment. Um, you're a product of your environment. That's like, uh, that's like my caption for my last uh, IG post or one of my last few. Um, I it said, like. My school is a factory. My school is a factory. Like the amount of league guys that come from my school. And like, I never, I really never, you know, took all that stuff in before, you know, I got to this point. It's just like my school produces 
I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's the size of the school or just like, you know, the dog is just like the, the culture over there here, man. I don't know. Cause like not many people know, or many people do know, but our school isn't like, you know, the biggest, you know, but it's just like the, the heart that just like within the program is crazy. You know, it's just, it's just how we are. But, um, like, um, uh, me going into practice for, you know, guys like Kwaku Boateng, you know, he was an OUA all-star. Chris Reddy, another OUA all-star, you know, um, there are a couple other guys like, um, you know, there's Isaiah Mesa, Nakis, and Yeka, you know, Godfrey and Yeka. Seeing those guys, Curly Ginns Jr., you know what I'm saying? Like, seeing all those guys who are all Canadians, all you All-Stars, you know, just guys that are absolute Scott Hutter, you know? Just seeing those guys in practice, seeing the way they do every day, you know, um, just seeing how they compete. It was just, you know, it's it's contagious. It's contagious. Just the and, – and then in my first year, we won the Yates Cup. And the way that that season went – it was just, it was incredible, bro. Like, just the way these guys played against Western to come back from, like, 23 or 20. I forget how much we were down. 24, 24. I think we scored 24 points in the last eight minutes of the game to win the Yates Cup. And just, like, to see the way those guys fought and just see the way, just, like, the way they made plays was just contagious, you know? I just wanted to have something like that of my own. Like, so I just, you know, Nakis blocked a field goal to um, save the, you know, save the season, basically. Like, that field goal was one of the biggest plays of the um, the game because he literally blocked it. And if he didn't block, if he didn't block it, we would have had to go for two in the end of the game. So seeing that stuff like that is just like, I blocked two field goals um, in, in my last season. Because every single time I went on field goal, I, I try to make a play just like I was telling Nikes did made that play in the Yates Cup. Every single time I go on field goal, I'm like, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm gonna make this play. Um, so I blocked the field goal to force overtime in the Battle of Waterloo um, in 2019, and we ended up going to what quadruple OT, triple OT, and we ended up winning. And that game kept our season alive. Like we, if we won our next game, we would have made playoffs. But if we lost that. Waterloo game, we would have been out of playoffs for sh- like, for sure. So like, stuff like that, just like, just seeing those the way those guys played, just seeing how they practiced, you know, um, watching Quaku in one on ones, watching Robbie Smith in one on ones, like, like I'm just like, bro, I'm just trying to be like them. I'm just trying to, you know, you know, be as good as them. So that's definitely like being around those that kind of talent. Watching Curly go one on one against a, a Godfrey every t- single time, and they're jawing at each other. They're, you know, they're they're pushing and shoving, and they're going their hardest every single time. And those are the two best players in the conference at their positions. Like in the, in youth sports, like Godfrey was an All Canadian, Curly's an All Canadian. You know what I'm saying? Now those guys are both in the league, having fun. You know what I'm saying? So, just seeing those guys all the time in practice, it's, it's crazy. I was like, I had to be, you know, I have to do the same thing. So you, you mentioned there, the championship that uh, you guys at Laurier won. And we know, of course, that must've been a highlight for you and and a a very good memory for you. But do you have any, any memories or any fondest memories of off the field while at university? Ones that you can speak about on camera or at least on record. (laughs) (laughs) I've been, I've been down there for St. Paddy's Day. (laughs) 
Um, definitely, uh, man, the camaraderie, like that season, just the way we were, you know, we we're tight unit. Um, the celebration even after we won, it was crazy, you know? It was just like, it's just, it was like, it was just all euphoria, you know? It was just, it was crazy, man. Like people just, the way everyone felt everywhere, it's just, it's just, it was amazing. It was amazing. Just like the vibes were immaculate. I mean, obviously uh, the team lost the week after to Laval before we could get the, um, get to the Vanier Cup Finals, but just like the school was on a high. It was crazy. It was it was just crazy at the time. It was it, 2016 is one of the best uh, years of my life, for sure. Just because there's just so many um, lived experiences that I could just that just resonates so much with me right now, and it's just like just even the music, like just the way. Oh man, 2016 was a great year. Yo, I was just about to say, 2016 was the best year for music of the last decade. Like, it was amazing, man. 2016 was an amazing year. I think everyone could agree that 2016 had to have been, like, one of their better years in the last decade. Like, if you say that 2016 was a bad year, something drastic must have happened. Like, it had to, like, 2016 was good vibes from January to December. The whole year. From calendar year, there was no way that nothing bad was happening. I think everyone can agree to that. So I want to switch gears. I want to talk about something that's more recent. I want to talk about CFL draft day. So I want to talk about how the day went and what your emotions were like, and then maybe some expectations that you had coming into draft day or I guess draft night. I'm not sure what time the draft was, uh, but the whole draft experience. Man, um, yeah. The, the draft experience, man, it was a hoopla, uh, just for me emotionally, just because I was trying to, you know, stay even keel and just, you know, stay as positive as possible. Like, for a bit, I went, like, I was meditating a lot. I was, you know, I was going on a lot of runs, um, just, you know, just to keep my body and mind, you know, just in a good spot, in a good place, you know what I'm saying? So... That was I was doing like that for like the month coming into like the my draft, and man, just like just because my buddy like the uh, Bryce Bell who also got drafted and he was my roommate at the time, he had so much like, um, just like so much attention on him, and he knew like even though he 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 himself was kind of nervous too as well, I knew he was gonna get drafted like I knew. He was good to go. Like, we're training together. He's getting stressed about all this stuff. And I'm like, buddy, you're going to get drafted. Don't worry. And I keep telling him that. I'm like, the worst thing is going to happen to you. Whatever you do, you could go. You could walk out this gym and never come back, and you're still going to get drafted. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> like I, I had so much confidence in him getting drafted that I didn't have any – like, I had a lot of questions myself. You know what I'm saying? So – it was it was a whirlwind because I'm looking for information. Like he has information on him all the time. Like you can he is readily available. He's top 20 prospect, all that stuff. So I'm here. Like I don't know if I'm gonna get drafted. I'm I'm worrying. Like I'm like, am I gonna get here? Am I gonna get here? Like, you know, I had a few interviews and some went 
odd and others were, you know, really good. Like, am I going to go here? Am I going to go here? Like, I don't know where I'm going to go. Right. So it's like, it's like a lot of anxiety that's, you know, going around in your head. And, um, for me, I, I, I knew in the back, like I knew I was going to get drafted, but like, I wouldn't let myself believe it. I wouldn't let myself because I didn't want to have that like disappointment on draft day. You know what I'm saying? But in the back of my head, I knew I was going to get drafted just because, um, like, I feel like if I had that last season, if I went into that 2020 season that got canceled, um, if we played that season, I feel like I would have been a top prospect. So there was like, there's nothing that my film could have done that, like, I believe that I wouldn't be drafted, you know what I'm saying? So um, it was just, I just, I wouldn't let myself have that, you know, that that comfort, that, that feeling of comfort. I'm going into draft day. So like when draft day came around, like it was kind of crazy. Like I woke up and I was just, I just started crying. Like I just started crying. I, I mean, I, it's crazy. I just started crying and I was like, wow, it's really going to happen. Like it's really going to happen. Like today's the day I'm going to get drafted. And then like I went on the day, you know, I was, I, I couldn't sit still, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't, just stay in one spot. Like the whole day I was moving around doing something. I was designing. I was like, it was crazy. Cause my school, um, like I do all my school's graphic designing. Right. So, um, I do like, I do my, my football team's graphic designing. So I had to make all the drafted graphics before the day of me getting drafted. Like I had to do all them before. So I'm putting myself, Drafted by this team, drafted by this team, drafted by this team. I have to do the, the graphic for every single team. So I'm like doing graphics. I'm like, I'm talking on the phone. I'm, I'm talking to people. Like I'm just keeping myself busy the whole time. And it's just, I, I, when, when it was time to go, I was like, I'm sitting there. It got to like round four. I'm like, I should be in round four. And then I was in, I think, was I round four? Or, no, no, no. Was that round four? No, you were on five. five. I was on five, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I got to round four. I'm like, all right, so this is my time. And then round four went. And then a dude got picked in a spot where I thought I was going to go. And I was like, shoot, maybe I'm not going to get drafted. And then I started, like, having a little a worry. And then as soon as I started to worry, my phone rang. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then, you know. I posted a video of my reaction too. So that's just like how it, it turned out afterwards. Like it was pretty like a wild situation there. It was like, a, it was like an ESPN cutscene. Like, it was just like, it was like a dream come true. And like my family, like my family, like I've never seen my family so happy, bro. Like that was so crazy that my mom, my dad, my brother, you know, my sister, like I've never seen them so happy. So it was so crazy to me, like the way, um, you know, even though, like, some people be like, oh, so, you know, CFL, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I'm still a pro athlete. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's massive, bro. Like, I never thought, like, I never put my mind in this position. Like, I never thought that I could be in this position, you know? It just sort of happened. Like, I just kept on working. I got here. So, um, I mean, it's just, you know, it's crazy, man. I just, it's crazy. Wow. And even now, like I'm talking about, I'm getting goosebumps. You know, I'm talking about it as I'm talking about. I'm getting goosebumps. Like it's 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 a surreal feeling. But now I just have to go and work. You know.
the grind now the grind the real grind begins as they say yes sir but um yeah i've never understood people who talk down on any type of pro athlete like do they not know how difficult it is to make it to that pro level no matter what pro level it is you're a pro like you put in so much time so much work you're still better than 98 percent of the people in the world at that sport yeah yeah bro and i'm uh i'm gonna put a let's go i can't even i can't even explain the things that i think i'm gonna be able to accomplish like i have high expectations for myself so um, I feel like I'm gonna make a big impact. Yeah, you've done it at every level so far, so I don't see why you can't continue that. Yeah, I, like, and this is only this only made me more like this was like a validation for me. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is like, I'm I'm really gonna be like whenever if we get the chance or the the okay to you know start playing again, I'm I'm literally attacking every single day, every single day. Like, so like it's my last one, bro. Like. I'm not leaving any stone unturned, man. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be a, a fun a fun experience for me. So to wrap it up, we mentioned it earlier. Let's talk about your clothing line, your graphic design. Yeah. So I started up this clothing line basically at Lori. Um, I always I always like had a keen well, I wouldn't say a keen eye for you know things like that. Like I really was inspired by a few people like. You, you know beyond space mm, i'm not familiar with them no no they the um Menelik king and xavier king they went to um they went to pickering high but okay those guys had a clothing line in high school like grade nine grade 10 or whatever and i saw that when i was in grade nine grade 10 and i really was like wow that's really cool like they had their own clothing line so that was like my first inspiration like i started designing um you know sweaters on like those weird ass sweater sites that you could just make random stuff on, you know, like I, I started doing that, like when I was in high school, like grade 10 and that nothing came of it. And then I came to university and then one of uh, the own, older guys on the team, he was selling hats. He had his own little hat collection or hat line. It was called rare apex. And the way I saw how he was just, you know, giving it to a few guys on the team, and then I saw him literally had, he had the entire, almost the entire campus in those rare Apex hats. Like just off the strength of, you know, just some of the guys on the team wearing it, everyone, our coaches were wearing it. Like it was crazy, right? So I'm like, wow, like I saw that, like, I'm like, wow, that's really some of the craziest, like that's the craziest entrepreneurial, like even just like flex, like, he was like so cool about all of it too. My, it was my, I don't, he's from Scarborough too, um, Emerson Gordet. I don't know if you know who that is, but the way he just did all that stuff is so dope to me, so cool to me. And um, that really inspired me. So like I started making my own stuff for myself. Like I wasn't even thinking about selling them. And then um, a few people saw what I was wearing and they're like, yo, where'd you get that? I was like, I made it myself. They're like, oh, I want that. I want that. And then, you know, just started a more and more people were asking questions. And so I, I, I ended up ordering a bunch of stuff and giving it to my friends. And after that, um, after that, it was now we're here, you know, um, it's just only I've only kept on, you know, growing the brand since. And now I'm doing graphic design because I learned how to, you know, um, I, I'm self-taught graphic designer now because like 
I was making designs on t shirts and on websites and I was making really complex designs on these websites and people are telling me like, yo, you should be a graphic designer or you should do this, that, and the other. So I told myself, you know what? I'm just gonna invest in uh, like the whole Adobe Creative Suite and I'm, I'm just gonna teach myself all this stuff. So um, that was what happened in the pandemic. Like when the pandemic started, I started um, I started doing all that stuff on the computer, like Adobe and Photoshop, Illustrator, Premiere Pro. Like I started teaching myself all those things, like Final Cut Pro, how to edit videos, all that stuff, cuts, you know. And I'm I'm trying to learn how to do like um, create um, graph um, animations. I'm trying to do animations. So, um, like it's just all this stuff. It's just been it's just been accumulating over time. It's just, um, it's just, it's just like my mindset. Like I'm a, like, I have this mindset for football. It's just hunt, uh, like a hunting mindset. Like I have all a bunch of hunting gear and all that stuff that I wear before games. And it's like, uh, you know, it's just like a mindset I have for life. So even with like my aspirations, I'm just like, when I start something, I just go, you know, I go full, like I, I'm acting like I'm, you know, I'm hunting for something. I'm hunting for um, more experiences, more, more knowledge, more, you know, learn more, all that stuff. Like I'm just hunting for it. And so um, that's how basically how this all started. And it's actually relates to my brand seeker, which is, you know, thinking outside of the box. Like I'm a person who, you know, I've always been looked at as a, a weirdo or an outcast when I was growing up, I've always been, looked at as a, a someone who was, you know, odd or different because I had all these crazy ideas running around my head, I, but I just never knew how to um, express them. And I, and I would, people, I'd get in a lot of trouble because I, I, I'm such a creative guy. I'd be doing all sorts of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just, just stupid stuff like that in high school. Like, obviously I wouldn't do that now. I'm a little bit more chill, more tame now as I got older, but um, yeah. But I, 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 before I um, before I stop talking about all that, um, my brand, uh, Seeker by Leftra, um, Leftra is actually an anagram of my name. What my brand was means like like I said, thinking outside the box, and um, like I made a quote to explain exactly what I'm trying to say. So, those who are given eyes but choose not to seek remain neck and neck, toe to toe in the shepherd's keep. So it's basically um, a spin on like sheep mentality. So if you always follow the next person, if you're always side by side by the next sheep, you know, you're always going to be um, following the shepherd, you know, that's whoever's controlling. So um, my whole thing is like, you know, if you give an eyes and you choose not to see, you're just going to be another one of the sheep. So, um, yeah. I have a collection coming out um, in the next few months or next few weeks, I should say. It's called Follow Your Own Path, which is basically, you know, talking about that, um, that whole sheet mentality, you know, thinking outside the box, you know, being different. Um, that's it's, and I think it's going to be one of my biggest collections for sure. Um, I'm going to do a lot of like crazy stuff, a lot of creative designs. I'm even going to have like people um, designing um um, some stuff for me just like you know just to have their own imprint on the brand as well because my whole um brand is about you know 
inclusion and, and being yourself, you know? That's like, that's my thing is always be yourself, like no matter what. So um, just be having people have their own imprint on like the brand and having their own uh, input in like this, some of the stuff that I'm putting out is um, pretty cool. Um, just like I do customs for people. Um, I do customs for people and I, like people give me ideas of what they want to see on a sweater and then I make them a, a crazy sweater or a crazy shirt that is like it means something to them but it's like you know it's still it's still a secret product that's a, the whole thing about it they made it their own sweater it's still a secret sweater but it's their they had their own spin on it you know what I'm saying so um, that's what I do with my brand and I, and I hope to keep on growing it Cool, cool. But there's a, it sounds like there's a lot behind that. It sounds like obviously you're very obviously very passionate about it, and you can we can tell by the way you're speaking about it. And good on you for taking it upon yourself just to get better at that stuff, right? I mean, we often wait so long. We go to school for all this nonsense, this that and the other, and we come out on the other end with like you know a degree, but really what to show for it for most of us. Yeah, I'm still gonna get my degree. Yeah, for sure you need that degree, but I, I like the direction you're headed kind of better than, you know, relying on the degree for a job at the end of the day. So, but yeah, no, thanks for joining us. Um, That was awesome. You had some great stories to tell. On behalf of myself, Matt, and Corey, um, I want to say thank you and shout out to the fans for continuing to listen, show love and support. If you guys haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe. We're on all platforms. And Alfred, if you want to say any last words to the people before you sign out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, I have to plug the socials. You know, if you if you need graphic designing, shout out at Leftra. If you want some clothes, at Secret by Leftra. If you just want to look at me, a dope individual, follow Alfred Freako Head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all on IG. You know what I'm saying? Those are the accounts. Shout out your boy, Big Secret in the Cut. You know what it is. BC Lines. Ah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, you heard it there first. We'll drop his socials on the post. Please give him a follow, check his stuff out, and support support the clothing line. All right. And um for unknown TO, this is Mandela signing out. You guys know what's coming next. Peace.